Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am your host, Rachel Ari Harris, and I am so glad that you are here. I know that there are some awesome listeners who have been on this journey for, wow, so many episodes. What are we, 209, 210? This is crazy. I am so grateful for you all taking time out of your days to uh, listen to what I have to say about dog training. It has just been such a delight to be able to connect with you beautiful dog guardians who truly want to love and empower yourself and your dogs to you know, train, communicate, kick ass at life together. So for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, um, if you haven't already left a five-star review, I would be super duper grateful for you to do that. What happens when you leave a review on the podcast is that it makes it more visible to other reactive dog guardians or just normal dog guardians who could use the support that is this podcast. Um, There have been some new reviews. Thank you so much to those of you who've been leaving reviews, but I wanted to read you one of the newest um, reviews. Five stars, change my relationship with my dogs. Binging on this podcast has helped me shift my mindset with my dogs from thinking they're being naughty to spite me to understand that they are just trying to get reinforcement. Not only has my relationship with my dogs drastically improved, but we understand each other better and they are better behaved. Rachel has a lot of interesting topics and makes training fun and attainable. Definitely one of my favorite dog training podcasts. (gasps) Well, thank you so damn much. It makes me feel so much joy to who read this podcast and know that I have been able to affect your relationship with your dogs for the better. So if you haven't left a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. So in today's episode, I want to talk about life with just one dog. But before I jump into today's topic, I want just to kind of fill you in on what's been going on. I know that a lot of you listen to the reactive uh, redefined case study episodes. So many huge strides were made in the last group of reactive redefined students. And y'all, it was a delight to be a part of your journeys. Um, I just finished recently getting to know all of the new participants in Reactive Redefined. We've had some group calls. It's just, it's so much fun to get to know um, these new teams and love and support them on this silly (laughs) training journey that is never ending. Um, in addition to that, um, my sister-in-law was recently married and had a beautiful wedding and I was really grateful to be a part of that. And Waylon also <laughs> got to be a part of the, a lot of the festivities. As many of you know, Waylon is a very social creature. So going to parties, hanging out with large groups of people is his jam. So it was really fun to be able to include Waylon in that. Um, we are up to our normal level of adventuring. Uh, we make a habit of it every week. We go hiking and it's been so beautiful. And I am still working on training wolves at the wolf sanctuary which 
I just, I have to pinch myself every time I'm there. It's just so cool. I'm so grateful to be able to connect with these animals and help improve the quality of their lives. The sanctuary does such a superstar job of taking care of them. Um, so please know that I, I am planning on doing an episode about the work I'm doing with the wolf sanctuary in the future. Just have not gotten there. Um, I hope you enjoyed some of the previous episodes. It was so much fun to connect with Michelle Stern of um, Pooch Parenting. She gave so many good tips. So if you haven't listened to that episode, it is a gem. And then it's always a delight to talk to Steph. For those of you who don't know, Steph works for a Good Feeling Dog Training and is also a mobile groomer. She does nail trims. She's amazing. Um, And it was so fun to talk with her about raising her little Mally uh, Malinois Moxie. So everyone... That's what's happening. (laughs) That's what's happening in Colorado. Um, So I wanted to talk about something that, as you can imagine, is on my mind a lot. So most of you know this already. If you're new to the podcast, our 14-year-old queen of a dog, Tiva, left her physical form in February, which means that we are down to just Waylon in our household. And it's kind of unique because I've been training professionally for going on 11 years now. And we have always had multiple dogs in this house um, between dogs that we owned, between boarding dogs, clients' dogs, family friends' dogs. We basically always had multiple dogs in this house, Waylon's entire life, he'll be five, and basically my whole training career. And something that I'm really trying to lean into right now is the extra time (laughs) that I have in my day-to-day because it's not revolved around caring for multiple dogs. So at the current moment, (laughs) the plan is to stay a single dog household, and I wanted to elaborate on why that is. I think that a lot of times people are like, you're a dog trainer. Why don't you have multiple dogs? You have the skill set. You should be using it. And honestly, that's how I've been (laughs) living my life and operating for the last 11 years. Um, But I am trying to shift my mindset on that. And I want to kind of help you understand why. So if you've listened to the podcast before, you have heard me talk about how owning more than one dog is definitely more than double the work. Okay. Um, Having multiple dogs can be really awesome. There can be a lot of benefits, but there's also a lot of challenges and just like a time quota every day when you have multiple dogs, right? Like, let's be honest, it's more expensive to feed multiple dogs. It's more expensive to get multiple dogs into classes and getting them the gear that they need and all of that. But outside of that cost, Um, there's also the literal time, right, that goes into it. And I think that on a personal level, I have spent the last 11 years devoting myself to my career and learning more about dogs and um, understanding dogs better and getting better at training dogs and getting better at training people and getting better at communicating to the world why, you know, positive reinforcement training is the way to go. And I'm really proud of that. But I think that's something that has happened for me, again, on an individual level is that I think I've lost a little bit of who I am outside of training dogs, who I am outside of being a dog mom. And as you all know, I'm very proud of how I show up um, to be a a dog mom for Waylon and how I show up in my business and how I show up for my clients. But something that I'm really trying to lean in and appreciate about having just one dog right now is the fact that I have some time to spend some of my energy um, on things that are not centered around dogs or dog training or my career. 
And that has been uncomfortable, if I'm being honest, but also really beautiful. And I think that early on in my career, I was always busy distracting myself with, we need to foster another dog. Maybe we should get another dog. We have more boarding dogs, dogs this, dogs that. And again, I'm really proud of what I did, but I think that that allowed me to stay constantly busy doing dog stuff. And I think that now I have this opportunity to appreciate some elements of life that are not centered around dogs. And I think that that's a really beautiful gift that I have right now. Um, outside of, you know, kind of personally where I'm at and why we're going to stay a one dog household for now, I, another, you know, aspect of that is that Tiva was a once in a lifetime dog and I don't think we're ready to bring another dog in because we're still grieving the loss of her. I think that we all fall victim to comparing new dogs to old dogs, right? Like we're always going to do that. We're human. But I don't think that either my partner or I are in a position right now to celebrate the uniqueness of a new dog. I think that we both are still fragile from losing Tiva, who is such an extraordinary dog to live with and care for. So there's that too, right? That I think that we want to be open and we want our, our hearts to be open and we want to be um, optimistic and feeling really excited about bringing a new dog in. And I think at this point, I'm really feeling like if we brought another dog into this household, I would struggle to appreciate who they are because I would constantly be, be comparing them to Sativa and who she was. So it's not that we don't want another dog eventually. It's just we're at this point right now where we're not ready to give <laughs> and appreciate a dog for who they are quite yet because we need to come to terms with the fact that we were graced with arguably, in my opinion, one of the dogs that ever lived for 14 years and that takes time right to get over that I think something else that is really playing like a big role in influencing our decision to wait and to continue to be a one dog household is the fact that for Waylon as an individual dude is like reveling in being the only dog in this household Y'all, he has this ritual in the mornings where he likes to crawl into bed and snuggle. Like, he literally will lay across your lap and put his little, like, face against your face and lick you and want all the scratches and all the pets. And he is really just soaking up the fact that there are two people to give him attention all of the time. I was really surprised because, honestly, like, Waylon is is five years old. Ever since he lived in this house, we've always had multiple dogs. Like, he never has, has lived alone up until you know recently and I thought that he would have a hard time with it and honestly I think he's fine <laughs> like I think honestly Waylon is 100% content being an only dog and I think that that's for a couple of reasons one Waylon has always been comfortable alone that's what we spent a lot of time and energy on that as a puppy he's always been comfortable alone so being alone alone is not something brand new for him right like that's something that he had experience with he'd done 
basically his whole life with us too. We spend a lot of time with our family, their dogs, our friends, their dogs. So Waylon actually gets a lot of dog social time on a weekly basis outside of our household. And three, I think two, because of Waylon's age at five now, I've definitely kind of noticed this like um, maturity, if you will, where he really is more content. Like we really have ironed out meeting Waylon's needs. He's got a good enrichment schedule. All of that is working out really nicely. And he seems really quite content. So for us as individuals, <laughs> that is why we are going to stay a one dog household for now. That is not forever. Um, we definitely want to bring another dog into this household at some point. But I think that in order to be in that position, we need more time, right? We need more time just to celebrate that we have each other. It's just the three of us right now. And that's really beautiful. And like I was mentioning earlier, right? Like it's really cool for me to find some extra time to do things that fill my cup outside of being a dog mom and outside of being a professional dog trainer. And like I said, like I know the realities of what life is like with multiple dogs. I've done it. (laughs) I did it basically for a decade. And because I know that, I think I'm also hesitant to throw like a big wrench into our life situation. I'm very busy running a dog training business and living my life and caring for Waylon. And I know the time commitment. I know what it's going to mean. I know what it's going to take from me. I know that my partner knows what it's going to take from him. And we're just not there yet. So um, I just wanted to kind of celebrate the fact that, you know, if you are feeling pressured because of your skills or your life to bring on another dog and you're not ready yet, listen to your gut on that. If you're not ready yet, it's not time. Um, So yeah, that is life with one dog over at this household. It is working out really well for us. We're really leaning into it. But like I said, we are looking forward to eventually in the future adding a second dog, but we just ain't there yet. We're just soaking up being (laughs) a, a trio at this point. So everyone, Have a beautiful day. Um, Smooch those puppies for me. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Let's be honest. Some dogs just need an opportunity to run around off leash so that it's easier to live with them. The only caveat to that is that not all dogs are trustworthy off leash. That is why I created my 21 day recall training program, Trustworthy Recalls. I give you the exact framework that I use to get Wayland's recall to almost 100% reliability. As an added bonus in Trustworthy Recalls, we've also just added a whistle recall training plan. So whether you need to train a verbal cue or a whistle recall, we got you in our 21-day training program, Trustworthy Recalls. Link to that is in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore N-C-O. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.